Welcome to the 29th episode of the American Schmuck. And last week I said it was the 27th episode, but it was really the 28th. Goes to show how human I am. And yes, I am a human being with human rights and a right to an opinion and the right to know the shit that I want to fucking know and the right to be who I am. A lot of us don't even know who we are or that we even exist personally. And that's been done deliberately. Generationally, people brought up in front of the TV. Parents telling their children that do what the TV says. And they see Fauci on TV and praised and worshipped. You combine that with parents prepping their kids a whole, whole lives to go to college and have an education. And now they see Fauci, this fucking figure that is apparently an infiltrated part of the resistance against Trump with bureaucratic unelected power combined with the intelligentsia that comes with the word doctor and it it is now inspiring kids to be like I want to be Dr. Fauci I want his fucking power I want to tell people to stay home I want to tell people to cancel Christmas I want to write the fucking laws Because I am an expert. Hey. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I got my beer. It's currently Friday night. The date is... A week from Christmas, whatever that is. All right. There is some stuff to be told today. Where do I start? And I usually have like, you know, three or four main points. And I just elaborate and just go off the top of my head. My first point, maybe I'll just wait to the last part of the podcast to get into. Which is the... Uh, situation that kind of took people by surprise yesterday when Alex Jones fired uh, David Knight from Infowars, and I got I got my take on that, and I think it's pretty congruent with everybody else's, but in some ways it's not. So now I remember like last week, right? Or earlier this week, we were hearing about the solar winds hack, and here we have this company that was a you know had this ma- that had this major hack attack that started months ago, and it's ongoing. Like it's going on right now. They don't know where it's coming from. They don't know any of this stuff, and they are blaming Russia for it. Joe Biden comes out, just says Russia. Russia did it. 
Hillary Clinton in the 2016 campaign talking about how if Russia attacks our elections then or does some sort of cyber attack, that is a cause for an all-out warfare. And cyber, the cyber domain has been um, a major domain in warfare in the uh, late 20th, early, up till, uh, since the late 20th century on. So since like the 90s. And I've been reading the Chinese military manual, Unrestricted Warfare, which is uh, pretty interesting in of itself, trying to get the Chinese perspective on warfare, modern warfare. And they acknowledge that, that the cyber attacks are a domain, and they, they, they should be exploited. Now, them blaming Russia, oh my gosh, my bad, forgot to put my phone on silent. So, they keep blaming Russia, not offering every, any evidence, just as before with the Trump collusion thing. They just don't have any evidence, they just say it's Russia, they don't learn from their mistakes, which just means that they're going to fail, because they don't learn from their mistakes, obviously. But I believe it's China. A hundred percent. Here. I have this from I believe it was Axios. And this is on Drudge, and Drudge is like, it's fucking Russia. Get them. And now you're looking Fox News, Lou Dobbs, all these people are having people on talking about oh, and then the, the, the suddenly the Democrats are concerned with our national security and saying that this whole thing is Russia and then we can't have this. I think a lot of these corporations that have been hacked are in on it. And of I mean, it, it makes total sense. All the chips, everything is built in China, and they have back doors in all of these things. And honestly, not to mention that this could be a total, like, wag the dog event. Not saying it is, but it could just uh, honestly not even be happening. Truth is stranger than fiction, so I mean, we can't rule that out as a, as as the public that it that the cyber attack isn't even happening. So if, all we know is that it's just uh, some headlines. We have no real way of knowing that what is going on. They don't. They admit they don't even know what's going on. How this thing is happening? It's such a such a uh, sophisticated language that's using. They don't even know how things are being stolen. They don't know what's being stolen. They don't know what's going on. But they know it is fucking Russia. Meanwhile, we have been having this tit for tat like hacking going on between the United States and in China with those um. Those, uh, the, the Communist Party members just got exposed the other day. And apparently that got exposed. That, that, that came out. We are given that information like a couple months ago around the same time as this. So there seems to be a, an actual like cyber style war going on between the United States and Russia. And I mean, my, my bad, China right now. And who stands to gain? Who is getting the focus of the... Of the uh, 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 the main enemy of the United States, 
It's China, not Russia. Russia's been allying with China because they have the power and just, and we've been alienating Russia for so long, they got to go to somebody. Why not their, you know, their, their, their communist neighbor, China? And China, I'm sure, would be welcoming them with open arms. Because ever since, you know, the, the communist revolution in China, Russia and China have not really been, yeah, they've been ideological allies, but they haven't been uh, political allies. In a sense that, that when, when uh, China was like, they had no money and they wanted all this stuff and their country was broke, the Soviets would lend them money. And when they had no money, they still demanded the repayments. Uh, Russia really did not prove to be a good friend during their Soviet days to communist China. And it seems that communist China really, or just China in general, really doesn't forget any grievances from my perspective. I mean, here, the opium wars. And what do we see today? They're pumping our, our country with all sorts of fentanyl and supplying the drug cartels in Mexico with their, like, bulk, cape, like, pallets of just pure pseudofedrine. The fucking meth makers here in the United States, ones in the trailer park and shit, don't have to go around. They have to go around to Walmart and Walmart, you know, picking up this stuff and then signing off on it and not and, and just purchase little bits at a time. But they just make it in Mexico. They get all their just direct shipments in from China for everything they need to make meth. Fucking cartel guy calls up 1-800-fucking-precursor-China. Hey, oh, hey, yeah, you know, what can I do for you? Uh, I need to put an order in. We need to make about, I don't know, uh, about two, 3,000 kilos of meth. Um, doing the math, so that would be about, I don't know, uh, let's say 600 kilos of uh, pseudofedrin. Well, actually, um, you know, doing the math, I think you probably need maybe around six fifty or so. You might have some left over, but um, should I put you down for six fifty? Yeah, you know, what, fuck it. It's not like we're not going to use it. All right, cool. Um, awesome. We're going to have it shipped out here within the next couple days, and you'll see it next week. Sweet, thank you. So that's China's. Uh, continuing on the opium wars and the drug wars. So they're definitely in on it with the United States. And same with the globalists who've been running in the drugs from Mexico for God knows how long who are partnered with the Chinese. Apple, Microsoft, all that. And here, Axios. And of course they're saying like Trump's silent on it. What is saying something going to do? He's busy doing it. He's busy trying to fix it. If there is a cyber attack, if there is one. Which, I mean, chances are there probably is, but I'm not ruling out that there isn't. Because now we're having, like, the Democrats, like, are suddenly fucking, like, hawks on the war in national security. Give me a break. I could see China trying to play the United States to take out Russia. So they can have total Asian dominance. 
into Europe. For sure. While having their hands clean of it. All right, here's Axios. A Trump administration official tells Axios that the cyber attack on the U.S. government and corporate America, apparently by Russia, uh, is looking worse by the day. And secrets may still be stolen in ways not yet discovered. The big picture. Quote, we still don't know the bottom of the well, the official said. Stunningly, the breach goes back to at least March and continued all through the election. And we found out that China gave uh, Dominion voting machines $400 million around that time. I mean, this is just China up one side, down the other. It's I, Maybe Russia had something to do with it. But they weren't the quarterbackers. They weren't the they, they they weren't the ones creating and heading up this thing. And then there's so many like like friendly Chinese Chinese friendly companies, Western companies that are apparently the victims of this stuff. It just is it just doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. The U.S. government didn't sound the alarm until this Sunday. Damage assessments could be take, it could take months. Microsoft President Brad Smith, what a generic ass name, told the New York Times that at least forty companies, government agent agencies, and think tanks had been infiltrated. So there we have Microsoft, you know Bill Gates, you know bad guys. With, with everything, you know, made in China, and they run all the operating systems for the U.S. government and its military. The hack is known to have breached the Departments of Defense, State, Homeland Security, Treasury, Commerce, Energy, and its Nas- National Nuclear Security Administration, plus the National Institutes of Health. Now, again... What do all those have in common? All the shit that's being made for them is, you, is from China. In that book, Unrestricted Warfare, China straight up acknowledges that. It has to do with supply lines. Like it has, when you go to mobilize, you, you, in having allies, you need shit from them. It's no longer oil, you know, taking the oil fields from this, from over there. To, to fund your empire or whatever. It's you need the industry. You need the, the, the manpower. You need the... Everything's made in China. All the shit here is made in China. And they have back doors into all of it. All the electronic systems. Maybe, if not China, then Japan. And we doubt it's Japan. I doubt it's Japan. I don't know about you. Maybe you know something I don't. Eight countries, Microsoft, which has helped respond to the breach, yeah, I bet they did, said in a statement that 80% of its 40 customers known to have been targeted are in the U.S., plus others in the U.K., Israel, UAE, Canada, Mexico, Belgium, Spain.
in universally vivid language for a bureaucracy, the U.S. Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, part of Homeland Security, you know, uh, CISA, which you don't really hear much about if they were like an actual, I don't know if they're actually doing work over there or not, but just like, just super farsighted, layman's, uneducated view of CISA. I've never really delved into them whatsoever. But they, they, they just seem like a bureaucracy, you know, just another entity to allocate defense money. Uh, said yesterday that the intruder, quote, demonstrated sophistication and complex tradecraft. I don't know if they just are thinking that it's a, a regular, like, coding that's in the, the, the cyber attack and they just can't figure it out. Or if it's in the physical equipment that they're using. That's causing these breaches. I don't think they can fit. I mean, are these people, if that's the case and I just figured it out, a fucking unemployed line cook? The agency said the breach poses a grave risk to the federal government and state, local, tribal, and territorial governments as well as critical infrastructure entities and other private sector organizations. If this had been a physical attack on America's secrets, we could be at war. And now we're dealing with, now, now we're getting the push towards war. And I don't want war. Now I don't think you do too. The closest full-scale government-sponsored military clash that we've seen in, in, in you know, our generation, our lifetimes. Some of us, maybe it could have been born before, you know, before some of you listening out there, but the for, uh, first Gulf War, first Iraq War, government on government. Lasted 100 hours over against a weak military. We tried that again in what, 2002, 2003? Still didn't last very long, but then we had like a damn near like decade-long guerrilla warfare we were fighting. But since then, it was uh, World War II. Yeah, the Korean War. That was government on government, but still, like, not superpower on superpower. Because that's when nukes would be... would be used. Imagine... And here they go with the, uh, the, the fucking war drumming. Imagine if the Cold War, the Soviet Union had broken into a building in Washington and walked out with correspondence, budgets, and more. Who's to said they didn't? I mean, the Rockefellers and all their agents and, and the things they set up, they, they, they just pretty much set up the system to get technology and blueprints and, technic and uh, techniques and everything, all a bunch of secret information, to go to the Rockefellers and then from there into Russia into the Soviet Union. And same with China. 
I mean, just look at all the big tech companies that are just bent over backwards to China. And the media is so desperately trying to have you not look at China when they have been front and center. They have been front and center as declaring themselves the enemy and actually moving about it. If anything, Russia is just one of their satellites. Russia is way under China. Russia still has some independence. But they will definitely consider what China proposes to them. For sure. Senator Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware. Oh, apparently now he's you know a fucking caring American who cares about national security. Told Andrea Mitchell, ugly ass Andrea Mitchell, on MSNBC, it's pretty hard to distinguish uh, this from an act of aggression that raises the level of an attack that qualifies as war. This, as a destructive and broad scale and engagement with our military systems, our intelligence systems, as has happened in my lifetime. Wow, unprecedented. We can only just do war. You know, thank God Joe Biden isn't in and Hillary wasn't elected before. They would have just said it's Russia. And there may have not even been a cyber attack. I mean, and again, this has to go, this goes hand in hand with how stupid the Western public is. That they would just see something and believe it. Beer. The gravity wasn't immediately apparent because it wasn't the full, it was that this wasn't the cyber Pearl Harbor that experts have warned about. No one took out the power grid or stole a bunch of money or destabilized the markets. Instead, it's more like somebody is walking in and out of your house for months and you don't really know it. You don't know what they took. And they may have built a secret door for someone to have access uh, the long who's this sophisticated. It's pretty likely they built other ways to get in that are hard to find, one official told me. Well, what the fuck did I just say? It's in the chips. It's in the actual physical hardware. What's next? President Trump has stayed silent on the hack, meaning that the president-elect Biden's overflowing inbox now includes Russian reprisal, damage mitigation, and future deterrence, promising to impose substantial costs on the perpetrator. Biden said in a statement that his administration will make cybersecurity a top priority, Stein. I will not stand idly by in the face of cyber attacks on Kurdistan. Sorry, that was my pissed off German impersonation.
but I mean, this. I mean, if 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 we weren't told it's Russia by the media, it wouldn't have been on our radar. But now, in the spirit of election hacking and election stealing, and we've all just associated that with Russia for the past four years, with, with for no reason other than the media just point, just making that connection with Trump. They just they. Just, well, if it's real or not, like that connection is made in people's brains now. That hacking in Russia. Russia is the king of hacking. I mean, like, let's see if I can find real quick. I didn't prepare for this part of it. But I'm going to try to find where the Chinese military talks about how... um. This new type of warfare where people, they, they, it's, it's everything outside of, like, your traditional, like, uniform combat military. Like, it extends out into the private sector. And who has the private sector, who, who has, what is the American economy dependent, dependent on the private sector the most for everything? China. America comes up with an idea for a product, China makes it. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to try to find this. Classic that deviates from the classics. It, it talks about the overnight alliance. Here it was. He talks about the first uh, Gulf War and how, like, kind of epoch changing in the course of uh, warfare that war was. I mean, China is very pragmatic. Say what you want about them. I mean, they obviously fucking suck and they're evil, but they're not dumb and they're very they're very pragmatic. They always talk about you find a flow, you know, just like a natural course of things. You taint that course of things and then you just let it take its natural its natural course from there. Just let it do all of its destruction downstream. And it just talks about how America sucks. <sighs> Sorry, I'm just like going through and trying to find where All right, let me just, I didn't highlight anything, so let me see if this will, hopefully I'll come across something when I read this off right now. They went so far as ascending the 7th Corps to Germany, talking about mechanized infantry uh, battalions, uh, from Germany to Saudi Arabia, mobilizing 465 trains, 312 barges, 119 fleets from four NATO countries. At the same time, J Japan also provided electronics parts urgently needed for the U.S. military equipment and further demonstrated its increasing reliance of the United States on its allies. In the new age, going it alone is not only unwise, 
It is also also not a realistic option. For example, the alliance formed a kind of common need. From the Security Council's Resolution 660 calling for Iraq to withdraw from Kuwait to Resolution 678, which authorized the member countries to take any action, uh, international society broadly identified itself with the alliance, which was temporarily cobbled together. Anyway, my point being about how we depend on our allies, it's, it's, it's globalism. Where we all have to depend on each other. We all out-leverage each other. Nobody can have independence. And China took full advantage of that. And now this, this probably is their big attack. Because they know, they know that looks like that Trump's going to not be in office. Or, or be, you know, that, that he's not fighting. Or he is fighting the steal of the election. He's just not, gonna, he's just not taking it. And the American people aren't either. Which brings me which brings me to this other massive massive news that came out today. Pentagon halts transition defense briefings. Update. Statement from DOD mentions Christmas break. Something's going to go on on Christmas break here. Like in the next few days, something, something big is going to happen. From Trump against these people. The, it, the groundwork is laid. So, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's going to be a bunch of like, you know, actual defenders of the United States, like CIA spooks going to take out some, some bad guys. They just, you know, all of them just don't report to their, you know, council meetings or whatever. What Nancy Pelosi just canceled her second daily briefing after a couple days after she took the COVID shot. The Pentagon discounted briefings with the Biden trans- transition team on Friday morning. Acting Defense uh, Secretary Chris Miller ordered a Pentagon-wide halt to cooperation with the transition of President-elect Biden. Shocking officials across the uh, Defense Department, senior administration officials tell Axios. Behind the scenes, a top Biden official was unaware of the directive. Administration officials left open the possibility that cooperation would resume after after all-day pause. The officials were unsure what prompted Miller's action or whatever President Trump's, or whether uh, President Trump approved it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we're going to pick these back up after the break. If you just want to wait till then, that's like when, like, uh, you know, you're 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 at home, you're living in Moscow or something, and get a couple uh, KGB or whatever knock on your door. Hey, you know, let's. Can we just talk to you out in the hall for a minute? And then the wife's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, this would just be five minutes. Don't worry. Never, never see him again. Oh, just after the break, give him that, like, glimmer. You know, like when a cop shows up to your door. Oh, can we just talk to you? It'd just be one minute. I just want to talk to you about something. Sure. Before you know it, you're fucking arrested. Why it matters, Miller's move, which stunned officials throughout the Pentagon, 
was the biggest eruption yet of animus and mistrust towards the Biden team from top level from the top level of the Trump administration. What happened? Meetings between President Trump's team and Biden's team are going on throughout the government. After a delayed start, uh, as the administration dragged its feet on officially recognizing the Biden uh, president-elect. Now, obviously, the left is going to be like, oh, Trump's blocking it. And then some people are like, oh, is this going to have to do with the, the hack? And they're just not trying to. No, I think this has to do that they found out that Biden is a bad guy. Like, he is a fucking Chinese agent. Don't let him near the White House. I mean, we just had Eric Swalwell banging the fucking Chinese communist spy. That's been in his office. He's been working with these fucking people ever since he was in, uh, like, a local city council. It's not Russia. It's China. Hmm. Has Russia taken millions of our jobs in the past 40 years? What if what has Russia taken from us recently? Other than Hillary Clinton letting you know some uh, American uranium go to Russia, which they bought, they didn't even like take it. But it, it's in cooperation with the globalists. So like the same me- method that Hillary Clinton used to sell. American uranium to China, let that sale, like, you know, go through. They just establish themselves in positions of power to give everything we got to the bad guys, all of our jobs in the 70s under Nixon, which means under Kissinger. Devastating... You can you can you you can say that that made the fucking ghetto of the United States. Brought in the rap, brought in the drug culture. Nixon, Kissinger. They are the result of what they did corrupted the American culture of just individuality. In which, again, the Chinese fucking, uh, they say, yeah, you taint their culture and you take advantage of it. And you then, or you take an existing culture, you corrupt it, and then you let it just run its course. So from that, we get Black Lives Matter today. From what Nixon did. But it was Kissinger's idea. It was pretty much a Kissinger administration. And Carter after him was pretty much a, was, was a Brzezinski administration. Zbigniew Brzezinski. I mean, seriously, you think it was Carter's idea to arm the Mujahideen? You think he would do something like that? Well, I mean, fuck. You, you had literally Zbigniew Brzezinski fly down in a helicopter in the middle of Afghanistan and tells them, the, the Mujahideens, the jihadis, God wants you to fucking kill them. 
This is right by, you're like, what is he, a fucking imam? But, you know, a lot of these backward places that, you know, if you just say something like that, they believe it. But isn't that something? And then the media is not really saying much about it as far as I know. About how the Trump administration has denied Joe Biden uh, intelligence briefings from the Pentagon. Probably because they know he's a spy. I mean, like, obviously his son was... His son was paying tribute to his dad, putting him in positions... Collecting from them, fat-ass envelopes. Fat envelopes, you know, to, to, to gain access to his debt, especially to China. Hunter Biden's spent a lot of time in China. Joe Biden loves China. They're not bad folks, folks. So if things turn out for the better, this is going to be interesting. If they turn out for the worse, which is a big possibility, a big possibility, then uh, God help us all. And then God help us all. And there's so much other stuff. Let me let me check open. Let me look at my my sheet here. I, my biggest problem is is I write shit down and then I never look at it. I'll have a planner. It'll be fucking useless. I'm like I'm gonna do this this and this today, and I'll write it down and then I just won't look at my fucking planner. Okay, okay, okay. You know, all that shit already. This is all stuff regarding China. Well, as the vaccine's rolling out, here we're having all sorts of different, like, controversy. Here we have Nancy Pelosi apparently took the shot and... She hasn't showed up for work in a couple days or showed up for her briefings. We've had videos of nurses getting inoculated by nothing with the plunger in it already down. They just prick them and then there's nothing in it. And then we've had nurses who get pricked, who get injected with it, and then they faint and they pass out like a little bit later. From the shot, which was never test, there was minimal testing on it. Definitely not enough to pass mustard, not on animals, nothing. mRNA vaccines is go in, change your DNA. What did I see? I even saw on like Drudge. Man, Drudge fucking sucks, dude. I mean, you can still find some stuff on there, but I think they like unknowingly know that, that it hurts the bad guys. Hack of the century, NSA alarm, banks on alert, act of war by Russia since March. 
I mean, uh, like, look at this. NBC Holt adds empathetic commentaries to anchor role. I feel bad for myself. What the fuck? And then, like, Drudge kind of puts that out there as if it's fucking any, anybody cares. Oh, where did I find? Uh... Pence said, I didn't feel a thing. Now, will Trump take it? What, ha- what happened? What about the vaccines he took when he had COVID? And why would he take it if he already had it? See, this is a bullshit they put up here. Nurse faints minutes after getting the jab. Fairbanks clinician uh, is third Alaskan with adverse reaction. Oh. Third Alaskan, even. Wealthy scramble for shot. If donate $25,000, would that help me? To, like, a hospital. If I donate twenty five grand to a hospital, well, can I get the shot first? All to avoid the flu. This is how, I tell you, you know, the rich people, you say what you want, you know, bourgeoisie, all that shit. You're, if, chances are, if you're rich, you're rich because you're doing a good job. And by good job, I mean a good job in the fucking Federal Reserve's eyes because they're the ones who make the money in the, in the central bank's eyes. You're rich. I mean, you get paid by your employer for doing your job. If you're somebody who makes a bunch of money, you get paid for doing your job, and that's helping their agenda. And so, of course... The rich people are going to be all frantic about having COVID, a souped-up flu. They, they're, they're so materialistic. Like, I don't even know what the word is. that they, 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 they don't even know that they have a... They don't even know they exist. They can't. If they don't recognize their immune system, they don't know they exist so much, they don't know they have an immune system. They are so used to some institution being in charge of their whole fucking being. The rich people. So you know what? You, you, yeah, rich people. You know, how about this? You give me $25,000, I'll make sure you get the, the, the flu shot. I'll make sure you get the fucking COVID shot. How about that? XX, uh, Pfizer has millions doses, but no idea where to ship them. Hmm. Well, Pfizer has communists working in their company. That just came out. But this hack attack, though. Eight nuns die in the past week. Wisconsin retirement home. Yeah, nice. What the fuck? Boys' blood sprayed all over hospital wall. Holy shit! What the fuck? Shocking pics of how the blood of a 13-year-old boy sprayed over a hospital wall as he died of COVID complications after a coughing fit. Mother has shared horrifying images of the blood-splattered hospital in a room in a bid to urge Americans to take COVID seriously. See, that's what it's all... Yeah. You notice that? You notice, like... 
whenever like a relative or somebody comes out and you know and they you know the all the cameras are on them that they've had somebody they know die of covid they're all like yeah it's super sad so i just you i just want to tell everybody out there just this is serious and and if they don't mention it on their own the news anchor is sure like hey uh is there anything you want to say to the rest of the people out there yeah there is now let's read further and see if this kid had any sort of uh complications Stephanie Frenick, 44, washes doctors battled to save her son Peyton Baumgarth, Baumgarth's life as the treatment to oxygenate his blood failed. So they're trying to oxygenate his blood. The youngster passed away just six days after developing symptoms of the killer infection when he became extremely fatigued and his nail, bed, nail beds turned blue. The mom of two endured another COVID loss when her sister, Cindy Crawford, <laughs> died five weeks after Peyton in the ICU. Stephanie, a nurse from St. Louis, said, One loss would have been heartbreaking and alone, but these two have completely shattered our hearts. Stephanie tested positive on October 25th. She and her son experienced mild symptoms and began to quarantine. She said his symptoms didn't seem life-threatening and we didn't do a whole lot other than watch Netflix movies. Four days later, became concerned about Peyton. Uh, couldn't continue a conversation and she noticed that his fingernails and toe beds had turned blue. I said, buddy, I think we need to go to the hospital. And this, I mean, God bless this kid. And, you know, God bless his family. So I'm not even trying to like, even, I'm not even. But this kid don't, I mean, you see pictures of this kid. I'll link to it. Yeah, he definitely comorbidity. Which is really sad. Actually, you know, some of it reminds me of a friend's kid of mine. The SSM Cardinal Gleenan Children's Hospital in St. Louis where Peyton asked for a wheelchair, Stephanie was horrified to discover that her son's oxygen levels had plummeted to 44%. A healthy person's oxygen level is about 95 to 100%. As a nurse, I have never seen someone walking and talking with an oxygen saturation level of 44%. We had only been in the ER for probably about one hour when doctors decided they needed to put him on a ventilator. Stephanie never expected that her son would not be leaving, leaving, uh, leaving the hospital. While Payton suffered from th- a thyroid problem and had asthma, she did not consider him particularly at risk from the respiratory infection. I was scared he was going to be put on a ventilator, but I also thought we'll get over this hump and bring him home. Doctors treated Payton with exa. Uh, Extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, ECMO, where blood is temporarily removed from the body to allow artificial oxygenation of the red blood cells and remove of carbon dioxide. So they bloodletted him. Classic. See that, you know, okay. Around the 1850s, 1860s, kind of around the Civil War time, 
you, you didn't have a centralized hospital system. It was all just kind of like your local doctor, your local like health person or uh, herbalist or whatever. The only sort of like uniform national kind of uh, medical system, if you were sick, you know, obviously, you know, amputation, as we saw a lot in the Civil War. But if you were sick, it was something, they would usually do two things. It would be bloodletting or purging, where they would give you, I want to say Ipecac or charcoal, I don't remember, something that you just puked your guts out, and it was like 40% of the people died of just that. And then you had, you know, things like homeopathy that came out, and there were, you know, there was a big homeopathic movement in the United States. But then, you know, uh, by that time, the Rockefellers wanted the more physical, materialist, bloodletting, deal with the symptoms types, uh, type of medicine, approach to medicine. And then that was, that's what got all the funding. Now we have our shitty-ass medical system today. So he gave him a coughing fit and then a hemorrhage in his chest. We had him on the ventilator. I mean, forcing those lungs wide open, stretching them out. Probably had a nice incision in one of them. But you know, I, I mean, it, it. Again, it's sad though. Like it's. Yeah, it is sad. In, in yeah, you see that kid? I mean, <sighs> so yeah, there's another you know comorbidity. I didn't even I I just read this you know live. I never even seen this article. Another comorbidity. Oh, gosh. And there was, like, another point I was just going to bring up. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, when I in the beginning of the podcast, and then I think it was last podcast, all the kids that want to go be a doctor now because of Fauci. And I mentioned before in a previous podcast how, you know, good luck, kids, you know, passing med school. Good luck with that because you want to be like Fauci, not because you actually care about people, medicine, have an interest in uh, anatomy or in anything. Haha, ha, you're going to fail. Well, you know what? They're, you, know what I, you know what they could do? They could just dumb down medical school so much that anybody could go through it. And why the fuck not? If they plan on monopolizing medicine, making it government medicine, they could have the shittiest project uh, product in the world. They could have the, I mean, they could be. I mean, they could be selling fucking you know pills of shit, and in 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 charge you your you know. Your family and generations to come, you know, all their money. Because that's what monopolies do. A shittier product at a higher price. Free market, better product, lower price. I mean, that's that sums up like economics 101 right there. 
so yeah, I mean, why not? Why why not? You know, have a bunch of dumb people running hospitals and stuff. We don't plan on you know them having them save anybody anyway. And in in some ways, we're starting to see that with nur- with the uh, with the nurses making all the dancing TikTok videos, and when the hospitals are supposed to be, you know, absolutely overwhelmed. And isn't it funny when the British government came out and said, "Oh my gosh, if we if if you give people this vaccine, we're gonna have to have like resuscitation equipment on standby." for the vaccine. That's something right there. Anyway, let me get to my last point here. What I wanted to bring up today, and it was the firing of David Knight by Alex Jones yesterday. In which, if you're a listener of Alex Jones, comes as a big shock. David Knight, you know, Nobody, I don't think, was, you know, had a, had a bad taste for David Knight. Very informative. Definitely not as emotional, a lot more level than Alex Jones. Backs up what he says. Very, very informative and articulate. A lot more articulate than, you know, anybody that's on the radio, as far as I know. And Alex Jones fired him. Well, if you've listened to David Knight comparatively to Alex Jones, David Knight, I don't think he likes President Trump. Actually, matter of fact, he doesn't like President Trump. Not from your regular liberal perspective, but I mean, he just cozies up to all these globalist private companies. Not so much a military industrial complex, maybe, but, you know, uh, Trump just pretty much gives lip service to his constituents about, you know, we're working on face, getting the bad guys, we're working on it, but then nothing. Bill Barr, um, to extent Mike Pompeo with his uh, class of 87 from West Point, you know, the, the, the West Point mob or whatever that is that has been dubbed. Uh Fucking Steve Mnuchin, Skull and Bones. Uh, yeah, just all this stuff. It's like, okay, if we just go out by Trump's words, he says the right stuff. We go by his actions, yeah, not so much. And it's my speculation that he wasn't confident in Trump Genuinely confident in Trump that uh, Alex Jones probably got all emotional and fired him just on the spot, which is a terrible move on his part. Terrible move on his part. Totally personal. Doesn't do his listeners any good. None of his listeners are going to like it. But I, in a lot of ways... To give some criticism of Alex Jones, I think 
I think he he knows the power that he has and is kind of probably inside trying to fight the will to go on a power trip, but it still comes out in some ways. I don't want to say he's becoming megalomaniacal, but those urges are there. As for anybody who's at the front of, like, a movement that's against a, a major global enemy, like the New World Order, the globalists, and the Chinese. And I've, I, you know, last night when I heard about it, I went to go, like, what's going on here? And I didn't find much information other than a couple of videos of some people giving their commentary on it. And I'm seeing from some people, yeah, fuck Alex Jones. He's an asshole. Don't buy anything from them. Don't give him any money. Don't listen to him. Fuck him. Fake Christian. David Knight, real Christian. And, and it's... I, I just, like, I, I was just thinking, like, okay, now we have, like, a clear, like, my per- perspective is a little bit different than last night when I first, like, heard about it. But I what, what I projected was a total schism in the anti-New World Order movement. And if that's good or bad. Because now, you know, seemingly if you're just like a, a, a black and white type person, you're going to be either in Camp David or not the one that the president goes to, but Camp David or Camp Alex. And Camp Alex is definitely much more fucking tough guy. Camp David is much more like peaceful, it seems. If you were just like, you know, associate with the, with the two characters right there. And long term, I think I think this is going to hurt Alex and Infowars. And we might see, because it's probably awkward in the place itself. And you might see people quitting. And we might see Infowars kind of dissolving. Maybe. This is just speculation. So, I mean, I could be totally wrong and things could be totally fine over there. But if that's the case, and we're going to play, like, you know, what would God do? I could totally see this being, because they're both of them are Christian, okay? I could see this being, like, God's way of checking Alex Jones's pride and his temper while using his other, you know, son, David Icke, to be that vehicle to carry that out. So none of them, because, I mean... Alex Jones could definitely be a character that would end up being, um, I don't want to say a tyrant, but like, you know, just like a, 
I guess like, you know, someone who pursues military glory and has books written about him, you know, a hundred years on the way and have statues and shit and maybe like probably 10% of them like wants to be that figure to do that. I mean, there has to be like a little bit of that in order to be doing what you're doing. But I, I think this could be, I mean, because it's, there's, there's an irony here where, and according, this is all like, I'm building off of my own speculation. So I could be totally wrong about everything. Maybe, maybe David Knight was caught stealing fucking, you know, boxes of staples out the supply room or something. I don't know. But assuming it was his anti-Trump stance. And Alex Jones is all like, you know, we let our people say whatever they want. You know, we're not a cult and everything. But it would be like just that, that everything that he says he doesn't like, uh, an arrogance that I'm right and you're wrong, a, a, a righteousness, everything that he says he's against the New World Order about, he does and it ends up being his downfall. Like this is how you write movies. This is like the hero's journey. And let's say he crumbles for a little bit, collects himself, goes, you know, Luke Skywalker and goes onto the fucking island over there and gets, you know, becomes a recluse for a little bit. Comes back learning the lessons and, you know, the hero's journey is fulfilled. Or he goes to Malta in exile and comes back to France and forms an army again and tries to reconquer Europe. Fortunately, I don't think, I think Alex Jones is uh, historically competent enough that that is not what you do. And it, it, it but I, so far I think there's a chance that that might be the case where this could be just the 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 trigger to the fall of Infowars, and unfortunately, it's Alex Jones's fault, no one to blame for himself. But if that happens, a good thing happens out of that, which is I think you're going to have a total decentralization of the anti New World Order movement, where it's not necessarily about the uh, American nationalism as much as about these bad guys and you contrast their philosophy with a philosophy of prosperity and, and happiness and fulfillment enlightenment knowledge that we're going to see it would just be much better because you would have you, the New World Order would be attacked from all fucking points at that time. They would be from all angles instead of just American nationalism, Christianity. Like that's the only like enemy that's really facing them right now. Now they don't have like all sorts of. I mean, you you have that archetype, but you could break that down to each individual, and that's why. That's kind of the reason why I've never been about like the Proud Boys or the Back to Blue and stuff because they are just an archetype against another archetype. It's not each individual 
again, collectively through just, I don't know, um, fucking through telepathy or some shit, thinking like, oh, that's a bad thing. We need to be against that as individuals. And, and I got my views on God. I got my views on Christ. I got my views on things. I got my relationship with God. And that's, you know, one thing, good thing about Christianity is not necessarily about what the collective relationship is. It's about your relationship. Muslims, they all, you know, they pray and say the same script. You know, when, when anybody else prays in the Christian world, it's their own prayer. But it doesn't just need to be the Christians are against this thing. And that's hugely important. You can be against this thing and have your own uh, world uh, worldview and outlook and spiritual perspectives. If you have a spiritual connection, then you're going to be against this thing. I mean, that's a big part of it. But it's going to be yours. Nobody can tell you what a spiritual spiritual connection is, and you can't tell anybody else. You can try, but it's not. There's not going to be that transference there. So, to sum that up, I I don't think Alex Jones is a bad guy. I don't think this is all part of a master plan of some sort. I just do think it was just him acting on his emotions. One thing with Alex Jones is what you see is what you get, which is what what I appreciate, and I think you do too. And, you know, like them both. Don't fall into camps between any of them. But then also realize you don't have to be just like Alex Jones to be against this thing. You don't have to be just like David Knight. You don't have to be just like David Icke. You don't have to be like anybody else. Approach this from your own perspective. That is why you were born on this time. Because right now, this, I mean, we are in insane times and we're all born here for a reason. And I believe it's to be against the globalists and these people with extreme power who practice the occult like crazy to the point where it's worth like fucking sacrificing kids for and, and doing, and God knows horrible things to them. I don't even think God wants to know what he does to them. I don't know. I'm not trying to speak for God, but like, yeah. And then you, never mind. But, uh, I was going to get into the Alex Jones, Jesus Christ speech at the stop the steel march the other day. And in my opinion, Cool to talk about Christ and everything. I don't know. To me, I thought it was a little awkward. And I thought he got high as a kite off that speech. And then from there, if I don't know if you saw it, they marched up to the Supreme Court. And it was being blocked by some security, the stage over there. And Alex Jones was about to, like, kill this fucking security guard. He said, you better get your motherfucking hands off me, motherfucker. I've got two fucking seconds. I'm, whoa, I'm, we're going. Just, like, comments before, Jesus Christ is good. Peace, all that. Comments after, I'll fucking kill you. So, I mean, but anybody, but if you made that kind of speech, you'd be high, too. So, I mean, I'm not even trying to, like, hate on him. I know, I mean. I don't even know what I would do if I was in his position. So I can't even, this isn't even hating on him. This is just my perspective and how I could see this unfolding and kind of preparing ourselves for this. 
So that's what I got for you on this 29th edition of the American Schmuck. I appreciate you listening. And I'm just thinking about it. I've had this podcast for like three, four months now. I'm almost on my 30th episode. If I've been doing an episode every day, I'd just be like a month into it. I think it's even been more than three, four months. It had to. Yeah, of course it has. It's been since like June or July. Anyway, I just got to do more podcasts because, you know, and then because there's so many topics to cover. Life is crazy. Life is multifaceted. You can't sum anything up into one definition. And we all look to definitions to sum things up when things can't be summed up. It's just, is this experience? So what's the point of words and language? Well, I don't fucking know. To get as close as possible to what we're trying to convey, I guess. Thank you, guys.